As usual, I asked our guest Casey Kasem to pound the table for some of this offseason. Casey, who are you pounding the table for? He is my man, Jameson Crowder. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> I love I'm it. just laughing because <laughs> it, it, it's one of those table pounders every single season. But I, I mean, I can only do so much to get it through people's heads that he is worth a draft. Take a roo. Take him in your draft. <laughs> because, I mean, it doesn't matter where he is or what he's doing or who's with the team he's, you know, playing with. He consistently gets it done every year. He's just one of those, like, not sexy picks. I mean, I, I have to disagree a little bit. I mean, Jamison Crowder is a little sexy. He's at least a little bit. He's sexy. mildly sexy. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. He's middle of the pack, middle of the pack. Middle of the pack. He, he's, yeah. No, I love it. Jamison Crowder with the Jets. I, I love the idea that he's always a PPR demon. I mm -hmm. love that you brought a veteran on here. Normally, we get kind of the young upstart rookies. It's always important to remember to draft those veterans. Thank you so much. Everyone, listen to Casey Case. Go get you some Jamison Crowder. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the most accurate podcast. I am your humble host, Brandon Niles. Co-hosting today is the master of tight end disaster herself, Jen Akins. Jen, my pleasure as always. How you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Brandon. Great to be back, as usual. <laughs> always appreciate your time, Jen. Uh, as I mentioned in the cold open, we are excited to be joined by one of my new favorite podcast hosts, Casey Kasem from the Get Real with Casey Kasem podcast on the DAP Network. Casey has a comfortable style as an interviewer, crushing it on her podcast. I love the uniqueness. She gets great guests and talks about them instead of about all the fantasy stuff we're used to seeing. Uh, she's also a writer for Fantasy Footballers, a member of the Fantasy Sports Writers Association, and you can and should find her on Twitter at the Casey Kasem. Casey, been listening for a while. Super stoked to have you on. How you doing? I am doing absolutely awesome now that I'm here with you guys. Yeah, I'm very excited. Excellent. Uh, like I mentioned, with your podcast, you kind of tend to focus on the storytelling side of the fantasy industry, which I think makes your podcast very unique in this sphere. How did that come about? Like, what made you interested in telling the stories behind the fantasy analysts that we talk to and hear from on a daily basis? Yeah, for sure. Um, just getting started in this industry a few years back, I know that I had a ton of questions, and I wasn't really sure who to go to or what to, like, look out for to kind of help me in the whole process of, you know, being in this industry. And so I was like, wouldn't it be cool to like sit down with people that are, you know, either up and coming people or people that are like very established in the industry and just kind of pick their brains and, and figure out what, you know, makes them tick, how, how they got to be where they are and figure out that a lot of people's stories are very similar at the same time, like completely different. So it's really interesting to get to talk to all of these like people that you aspire to be like, you know? I love it. I, I wonder, I'm hoping that at some point we have a turn the tables episode where Casey interviews Casey and we get the whole side <laughs> of the Casey Casey experience. Is that in the, am I going to be disappointed to not get that? <laughs> we, ha we have something in the works. I've been talking with Russ, uh, Dynasty Outhouse, who, you know, DAP Network, we're all tight over there. And my sister actually reached out to me too. So I think we're going to do some sort of episode with me and those two, the fantasy person that probably knows me one one of the best you know and then my sister who knows me probably better than anybody 
Awesome, awesome. Uh, listeners, definitely check out Get Real with Casey Kasem. Go and leave it a five-star review. Leave it a comment because it really helps everyone out. Thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, we're going to do a little something different today. I'm going to skip the segments. We're going to do a big fantasy mock draft with a music theme because the three of us all love music. I'm going to try to explain what we're going to do here in a reasonable way um, <laughs> because it's a little convoluted. <laughs> Uh, so rather than a typical three-person mock draft, I've split like a 12-team league into three sections. I got picks one through four early. That's going to be Jen. Uh, then picks five through eight, the middle. I'm going to take the middle. And then Casey's going to pick like nine through 12. We're going to pick somebody in that tier like we're going based off ADP to get an idea of who we should look at. The twist here is we're going to pick somebody uh, that we're assigning a band or musical group or singer to that player that we picked. It'll be a musician that most exemplifies the spirit of the player. This was a lot of prep work and a lot more <laughs> than I thought it would be. And so I appreciate Jen and Casey <laughs> taking the time to set this up and do all this. Uh, Jen, you get the honor of picking early. And I, I assigned you the early round, Jen, because I've been in so many best ball drafts with you and you're always picking at the end. <laughs> I wanted you to get the feeling of what it felt like to draft early. So <laughs> I do appreciate Brandon. And, and actually, it's funny. That is correct. This year, though, weirdly enough, the few that I've done, I've gotten a bunch of the one one. So I don't know if the tides are turning there for me or not. We shall see. But I do appreciate the nod because, yes, we've done a ton of best ball together over the years, and I am always in like nine or ten or some, you know, random late, 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 uh, yeah, late, late spot. Anyway, all right, um, to kick this whole deal off. So round one, um, obviously, right, it, I don't need to convince anyone to take McCaffrey, Kamara. I mean, <laughs> I don't need to convince. So, so really, I didn't pick one. I, I kind of narrowed it to two, right, one of those two. You know, you've got your all-purpose, dependable guys that are always going to get the job done. They're always going to be in your lineup, right? So the band that I put this with, for me personally, is Wilco. Wilco oh, is Wilco okay. is my is my go-to. It is the soundtrack to my adulthood. Like no matter the mood, there's a song for the job. Sad, happy, cool. You know, there's just always something there. Um, and then also, this was kind of my, my other little twist to it. So I'm old school, and I have, God forbid, a CD player in my car. Love the nice. CDs. I have CDs. <laughs> so sometimes I'll leave Wilco in there for, like, weeks at a time, right? And I figured it's the same thing with these guys. You're going to leave them in your lineup. You're not going to touch okay. it, and they're going to come out on top. This is perfect. So you're Ooh. going either Camara or McCaffrey, the Wilco of yes. fantasy football for the steady reliability. This is perfect. This is exactly what I was hoping would happen. Uh, I just want to say before I make my pick, we are doing redraft style. And uh, we're going to just do eight rounds because it's going to be uh, – honestly, I'm just not that clever to go beyond <laughs> eight rounds. So that's where we're going, just eight rounds of this yeah. for the sake of time. Uh, with the, the middle round pick, I'm trying to pick over uh, the, the leftover running backs, the ones I still love, somebody that's going to be consistent. I, I really subscribe to the uh, let's not miss in the first round. Let's not lose my fantasy draft in the first round. I'm not so worried about swinging. So uh, I'm going to take the Jay-Z of fantasy football. <laughs> uh, he's my heavy hitter. Uh, it, it's not always going to be the guest, the best album on the slate, but it's guaranteed to make money. I'm taking Derrick Henry. That's the way it goes. Jay-Z of fantasy <laughs> football, Derrick Henry. He may not be the, uh, the RB one every week, but he, Henry is going to get it done. He's going to make me money. And that's my Jay-Z. <laughs> nice. I love nice. Henry. Um, unfortunately he lost me a championship last year, which is tough. He lost a lot of people at championship because, of course, he picked week, you know, 16 to have the worst game of the season. But I do like that pick. 
I, I, I like it too. And I, I'm kind of going to go uh, <laughs> in a direction that you went with this uh, next pick that I have. Looking at the people that are available at that spot, there's a lot of really nice guys. Uh, wide receivers that I like. Ezekiel Elliott's there, but I couldn't get myself to, to take Ezekiel Elliott. So I'm going with who I consider to be a Kendrick Lamar Ooh. of fantasy football, if you will. Someone who goes the distance, if you will, um, you know, brings the heat. Someone that is consistent. I don't think that Kendrick Lamar has ever put out an album or a song that I haven't at least jammed to a little bit. And I think that this player is another guy that like constantly puts out like just great stats. And that's going to be Tyreek Hill. I like it. I like it. I like the pair. You know what I like about that is it took me a minute to really appreciate Good Kid Mad City. And I will say it took me a minute to appreciate Tyreek Hill in fantasy too. (laughs) There you you go. I like that. I like <laughs> Tyreek Hill as Kendrick yeah. Lamar. I love yeah, it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Jen, are are you looking at Tyreek Hill in the in the late first? Is that kind of is that somebody you're looking at too? I know I've seen you go wide receiver, wide receiver a few times. I have, and in the, actually in the best ball that you and I are in right now, I did take Tyreek Hill, but I took I was in the twelve spot and I took Hill and Eckler. Um, I was kind of torn between Hill and Eckler, Hill and Diggs. Um, I do like Hill. He he scares me a little, you know. I, Sometimes he gets hurt, right? Sometimes he's not as, but but he's yeah. he's solid. I mean, he's you know he's got Mahomes throwing him the ball. He gets the targets. Kansas City, you know, other than Kel, you know, him and Kelsey are really it. That that other wide receiver spot is constantly up for grabs. Watkins is now gone. You know, Hardman is is not consistent. So I think Hills is a great pick at, at the back end of the draft in round one for sure. I love it. I I, I think it fits perfectly. So Casey, you've got a second pick here for snaking. If we're snaking, that's great. Um, so, <laughs> so am that's I? That's why Brandon took the middle, by the way. So you so, and I have to do two picks back to back. Exactly, two picks back gives to me back. time. Gives me time to adjust. That's how I go. <laughs> yeah, but here's the problem: is now I can't figure out who I had next. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. No, were you planning on not snaking? Because we can. Check I was that planning on like. not snaking, but I could do this off the top of my dome pretty oh, easily. Oh, this is a pro- I know that you're a freestyle <laughs> no, rapper, so saying. this is. It. This is I it. don't know if I could. So if I was snaking, so I'll just do that. So I don't have to screw everybody else up. Yeah. Well, um, I wouldn't be screwing you because he took the medal. <laughs> um, okay. So if we're snaking and we're coming right back to me, <laughs> I would go the Austin Eckler route as well. He's available right there at 15. It says right now. So Austin Eckler, I, I should have said who I thought he would be, <laughs> but I have to think of that off the top of my head too. I would probably say he'd be someone like a I would say maybe like Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes is uh, one of those like once in a lifetime type of people, you know. And I think that Austin Eckler and um, Buster Rhymes are similar in the fact that they both have their own style. And Eckler's not your normal, you know, run it up the middle. This is this is this is what I'm doing, kind of guy. He'll catch passes out of the backfield. He'll do all that jazz. So I think that Buster Rhymes with his and his sweet, sweet flows, just like Austin Eckler's got his sweet, sweet feet. I think uh, that's a that's a good comparison there. Uh, also, super fast rapper. Yeah. So fast, fast. rapper. Yeah. Yep. 
Works well for yeah. Eckler. I love uh, going Hill Eckler uh, at the back of the first first round, top of the second. It's something I've done a lot. Uh, those two specifically, I think Eckler's going to be great with a healthy season, Herbert. So I like it. With my second pick, I I tend to be traditional. I tend to go uh, running back, running back. So I'm going to go with uh, from first to last. That's the band I picked. Uh, it's a band. It's it's kind of that early 2000s screamo stuff. Uh, a band I never thought would get back together. Never thought in a million years when they when they split up. But then. They just knocked it out of the park with the album Dead Trees in 2015. Uh, they came back. They, they had this great tour. They were fantastic from first to last. Aaron Jones. Never thought he'd come back to Green Bay. Never thought it would work out. He's going to come back. I think he's going to have that Dead Trees album type of season, and he's going to be a nice one-two punch with Derrick Henry for me. That's a nice team you got there, Brandon. Yeah, sure. you, always, you always go <laughs> running back, running back. I do. Sometimes running back, running back, running back. <laughs> <laughs> see and i do not as uh as we'll discuss right now with my picks so i started out with a running back right so i started out with mccaffrey and or kamara and so rounding the turn here um in my second uh pick here i'm gonna go with aj brown Ooh. uh i love yeah I'm gonna, first i'll discuss why and then i'll discuss the band so yeah i love aj brown i love aj brown this year especially it is a small sample size in, in his work right he's got 11.19 yards per target. It was the first in the NFL since 2019. But, you know, this year, he, the, Corey Davis is gone. John Newsmith is gone. Adam Humphreys is gone. That's 40% of the targets up for grabs. So, and they, you know, they do have uh, Josh Reynolds, but, you know, I just don't see Josh Reynolds is going to make up for all those targets. So AJ Brain was already a target monster. I think he's going to be even more of a target monster. So the band I'm equating to, to uh, AJ Brown this year is going to be the Black Crows. Ooh. So everybody thought Shake Your Moneymaker would be a one-and-done album, right? They thought they were a ripoff of the Stones and the Faces. They thought, you know, it was kind of a one-hit wonder kind of album. Their second album, The Southern Harmony and Musical Companion, actually debuted at number one in the Billboard 200, and then they went on to have, you know, a couple decade-long careers. So the Black, Ro Black Crows are my A.J. Brown this season. Everyone's kind of like, ah, his rookie year was an anomaly. Last year was a little bit of a step back, but... I think he's going to bust out like the Black, Black Crows with a, with a fantastic, you know, album. I love it. I, I love that comparison. Yeah. I'm a big <laughs> fan a of that. Yeah. I love that you brought, like, knowledge. You're like, it debuted at number, you know, that's fantastic, Jim. Hey, look, if I'm going to research for a pod, I'm researching for a pod, right? Th thoroughly impressed. Thoroughly <laughs> impressed. <laughs> Or I guess I'm up again, huh? You yeah. are. For the we're snake. We're All snaking. Right. We're snaking. You're snaking. So for when, when I do have the front side of a draft, I really like to go running back and then two wide receivers. So next up for my lineup here in round three is going to be Justin Jefferson. So, of course, once I decided I wanted Justin Jefferson, I was like, oh, crap, that Black Crows would have been great because he had a great rookie campaign and then he's going to a sophomore <laughs> season. But I already figured, I already did that, so I had to come up with something else. This one's a smidge of a stretch, but bear with me here. So, so Justin Jefferson, right, last year he was wide receiver nine and half PPR points per game. He was fourth in receiving yards behind only Diggs, Kelsey, and Hopkins. So the, I guess this is a person, not a band I'm equating him to, is Beyonce. So the reason, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the reason I said this, right, so he, he plays with, with Kirk Cousins and Thielen, but he still managed to shine through, like Beyonce and Destiny's Child with Kelly Rowland and Michelle Williams. I like it. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. It's a mild stretch, but there we go. That's my, uh, that's my, yeah, that's my band for round uh, three. I think it's great. And it goes back to college too, because he managed to shine despite being around Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase too. There you go. It's perfect. 
Awesome. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Casey, what do you think about going wide receiver, wide receiver when you're picking at the front of a draft on that 2-3 turn? I'm not really the biggest fan of it. It really depends on who's there, honestly. Um, if it's one of my guys, then okay, cool. Um, just because I feel like there's so much depth at wide receiver that sometimes you can just wait and you can fall into a really good guy. Okay. All right. I like that. Yeah, I uh, I, I tend to go value. That's usually where I might pull the, the trigger on, on Kelsey or Kittle if they're there. In most cases, by ADP, they're not there. So I didn't go tight end when it gets back to me in the third round. Uh, this is a point where I don't like the draft. <laughs> <laughs> All my wide receivers that I really like are either gone or it's too early to take them. Uh, so I'm going to begrudgingly take the no doubt of wide receivers for me. <laughs> and, and the reason it's no doubt is because I like no doubt. Like, like they're good, but I always felt like they weren't as good as I wanted them to be. Like I could <laughs> nod my head to them, but like they were never like, it was always every song was like, was like, this is almost excellent. You know what I mean? And so I'm going to take Amari Cooper because Amari Cooper's that he's almost good. Almost a wide receiver one, almost someone you trust. Uh, but ultimately, always just seems like there's something missing when I've got him leading my lineup. But that's it. I'm taking Amari Cooper, the no doubt of fantasy football wide receiver ones. <laughs> that, is, that is spot on, Brandon. I like it. That makes total sense to me. I feel, that, I feel the same way about Amari. Like, I never yeah. want to take him for that reason because you're like, he's almost a good wide receiver, but then maybe he's not. <laughs> I, 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 yes, that's exactly how it feels. <laughs> Am I too hard on No Doubt? I'm I'm open to being oh. told to screw off for being too hard on No Doubt. <laughs> no Doubt was one of those bands that, uh, yeah, I was into when they were cool, and then they started doing pop music, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird career arc from Gwen Stefani, like, seeing yeah. Saw Red on stage with Bradley Dole to, like, whatever yeah. she's doing now. Yeah, oh, 110% <laughs> on the voice or whatever she's doing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, turning and, her chair and, yeah. and dating or whatever she is. With yeah, nothing, ag nothing against her or anything, but just <laughs> no, a, an just, interesting arc. Interesting arc. Super, super interesting. Uh, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Man. They're not going to follow that up. <laughs> um, I'm not going to be able to follow that up, but I, I'm going to try. So... You may or may not know of this guy, but his name's Jack Harlow. Oh, he's yeah. A, he's, yeah, so he's kind of an up-and-coming guy. He's kind of one of those guys that you've seen his body of – you've seen some of his work, but you haven't seen the full potential that you know is there. And he, he, I guess he's been in the game for a while, but he's just now catching on, and he's doing a lot of, like, collabs with people. And, you know, just – he just meshes well with the, his surroundings. And I think he's just hot fire, and, and he will um, – hopefully aspire to continue to do that. And the uh, fantasy version of him is uh, DeAndre Swift. Ooh. Same kind of situation where it's like, we just haven't been able to see exactly what we thought, you know, because in whether it be concussion or, you know, whatever, the fact that there's every, you know, you, you get an old guy coming in to, help, <laughs> you know, take, take touches from you and all that jazz. But they're saying that he's supposed to be getting, you know, at least 25 touches a game or whatever around that. So I know that's all coach talk and I know that's all like media kind of, you know, <laughs> going with what, the, what they're being told. But uh, if he can do that, I think that the sky's the limit. Excellent. Excellent. I love Swift there. And I think Jack Harlow's a perfect, perfect combination there for that. <laughs> so then I'm going to come around. I'm going to come back um, in this lovely snake. I'm going to go over a player who is the Khalid, if you guys know who Khalid is, 
Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty awesome dude, but he's young, super young, right? Super young. He also, the fact that he has a voice the way that he does and the fact that he is so talented the way that he is, he's got so many people in his corner. And he came out of nowhere. I mean, he's from El Paso, you know, middle of the desert, like, just came out of nowhere. And, um, I mean, we know what we, could, we were going to get from him. The minute he opened his mouth, you're like, holy crud, you know, he, this, is, this is some good stuff. And, and the pick I went here, I, I don't usually take a quarterback this early, but I'm going to go with Kyler Murray um, as Ooh. Khalid, just because I think that the talent is there. And he, he just has to hone his craft, just like Khalid's growing and, and making more and more hit songs and, you know, finally getting his number one album ap- after the first album was so awesome. I just think that they kind of have that same kind of vibe to them. I love. I haven't heard his new album, but I heard him on that Logic track a few years yeah. back. That that it, it, he just just smashed it. But yeah, Kyler Murray, a quarterback in the fourth round. I kind of like that. You kind of you went receiver, running back, running back, quarterback. Jen, are you ever pulling the trigger at quarterback this early? Probably not. But at the same time, I mean, whatever. This is all pretend. So I'm totally down. <laughs> I'm totally down with it. You know. But and, Ky- um, and Kyler Kyler's one you can pull it on too. He's yeah, phenomenal. I mean, in redraft, probably yeah. not. But at the same time, I mean, like, you know, could be super flex, could be whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, and considering yeah, my my uh, re- the only redraft league I'm in is like me plus a bunch of my friends, right? So I kind of know the, their style, and I know that like quarterbacks are like everybody's babies and they have like eight of them on their teams i'm like oh man that's funny (laughs) so i wanted to grab another receiver to go with amari cooper since i'm not thrilled with amari cooper uh so i went with one of my favorite players in the league that's kind of getting uh going a little under the radar i think um this is my bob dylan as part of the traveling wilburys i'm not sure if you remember the traveling wilburys but it was yeah so casey are you familiar with them no i am not so this was (laughs) This was a fake music group that Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, George Harrison, and Roy Orbison, and someone else who I'm forgetting, got together and made up names and did music together. It was this really weird that they put like two albums out. And Bob Dylan and the Traveling Wilburys got kind of forgotten about and left behind because Tom Petty was such a, a presence in that in that Traveling Wilburys. Tom Petty, Roy Orbison, they were the ones that kind of went in. But Bob Dylan was still an icon in his own right. And so I'm going with Tyler Lockett, who is the Bob okay. Dylan of the Traveling Wilburys. Because, he, he, you know, everybody loves DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson, of course, is amazing. Tyler Lockett, quietly a very productive fantasy wide receiver. Very solid, a little boom bust, but it, when you when you crunch the numbers, not quite as much as it seems. Uh, good quality player. I feel much more comfortable at wide receiver pairing Glockett up with Cooper. I like it. I think that's, that's a good... solid. Yeah, I think that's good. I like it. Um, I am up, correct? Correct. Uh, okay, so we're at the end of the fourth. I have a running back, and I have two wide receivers, correct? Yes. So I'm going to go ahead in the fourth round here, now that knowing that I have, you know, depending on if I'm, you know, in the one spot, the two spot, whatever, I'm, I'm going to get another pick pretty soon. So I'm going to take my wide receiver three here because that's the way I roll. I'm kind of a, a zero RB-ish type, even though I already have one of the top ones. But so here I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Robert Woods. I... You know, I really like Robert Woods. He led the Rams in targets and air, air yards last year. Uh, he's been a fantasy wide receiver one or two for the last three seasons, right? And he's going to be my wide receiver three, so I will take it. Um, and so this is kind of for all the jam band folks out there listening. Uh, Robert Woods is my widespread panic. So the reason <laughs> I have this is because Woods and Cup are always tied together, right? They're tied together in the rankings. 
you know, so people in the jam band scene are either a widespread panic or a fish. They're not a both. So for me, I, you know, he's a widespread, and I feel that same way with those guys. Like, I feel like you either like Woods or you like Cup. You know, most people aren't really like, oh, I'll take either one who's ever there. Like, people usually have a preference. So for me, I'm a widespread panic person. I also, you know, I went to school in Athens, Georgia, which is where they're from. So I've just always been a widespread panic person, not a fish. So for me, that's why I did uh, Woods as my widespread panic. I love it. I think that's great. And I'm a widespread panic over fish guy as well. I love to hear that. Thank you. That makes me very happy. Folks, early bird pricing for 2021 4 for 4 memberships are available. Don't hesitate to sign up early and capitalize on the ever-growing off-season content we bring you day in and day out. Check out Classic, Pro, and DFS embedding memberships up to 25% off right now. See 4for4.com slash plans for details. Um, Oh, I'm up again. Okay. So now it's round five, and um, I'm going to – Bite the bullet here and take another running back if I have to. No, I'm just kidding. But yes, I am. <laughs> I am going to take a running back here, and I am going to take Chris Carson. And Ooh. Chris Carson, for me, is you know, Brandon, mm-hmm. you know, I love Chris Carson. I always <laughs> take Chris Carson. So Chris Carson to me is is the Dave Matthews band. So no one wants to draft Chris Carson, right? <laughs> despite being yeah. a lead, despite being a lead back in a run heavy offense, right? He always falls, and he's always a consistent fantasy producer. He's been an RB two for years, and people just let him go and slide. So I feel like with Dave Matthews, like no one wants to admit they like him. People will go to the show like, oh, I have a free ticket. I'll just go drink beer. But in the end, they actually have fun and they sing along. <laughs> it's it's true. You go about liking Dave Matthews like like when they first came out. And then suddenly you turn around and everybody's right. looking at, at you like you did something wrong. And you're like, wait, wait, I thought we liked this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And that's right. the thing with Carson. Like for some reason, no one will like no one will draft him. I mean, they will, obviously. I always will. But the fact that he's sliding to the early fifth right now is ridiculous. I mean, he's a lead back in a run heavy offense. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, I understand earlier in the season when he wasn't signed yet and people were unsure where he's going to be. But I looked and his ADP really hasn't risen in the last week or so. So I find it odd, but I'll take him every time. <laughs> Casey, are you a Carson fan? I, I especially at his ADP, which is in this fourth, fifth round territory. I, I, Jen and I have always liked him. Are you a fan? Yeah, I am actually a fan of his. I've been a fan of his for a while, and I think that that is a great value on where you can get him. Um, I mean, seriously, I mean, that's all I can say about that. Chris Carson is like always on my rosters too. I have to go after him. Yeah. I don't know how you don't, especially at that value when people are taking, you know, other people around him that aren't even the lead guy on the team. It just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> so, uh, so I haven't taken a running back in three rounds and I'm starting to shake. I'm starting to get like, uh, you know, kind of the shakes <laughs> a little bit here. Like I need some sort of fix. So, uh, so what I'm doing is I'm taking the Corday of, of running backs. Oh. Um, not a huge catalog, but his first album, The Lost Boy, was so steady. I already feel really comfortable expecting his next album not to disappoint at all. The Lost Boy, probably my favorite album of 2019. I just thought it was flawless of any genre. Uh, so I'm taking Antonio Gibson in, in the fifth round. I think that he's the Corday of fantasy running backs because, again, not a, not a big catalog, but you look at what he did on a terrible team uh, in his first season. He was very productive. Very consistent, got a huge workload. Washington really didn't do anything to make me think they won't rely on him again. They might even use him a little bit more in the passing game now that they have more quality at the quarterback position, which 
Uh, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick does count as an upgrade. I don't think they're going to be able to load the box with Terry McCorin, Fitzpatrick, Logan Thomas, and uh, uh, Curtis Samuel out there. So I think Antonio Gibson is is uh, fifth round right now. I think he's like third round value based on what he uh, his his based on what his ceiling could be this season. I agree. I haven't seen him fall that far. I, I've seen. I mean, at least it, well, granted, we're not doing redraft yet, but in best ball, he's been going in like the third. So. Has he? Um, I I know the best has, ball tens. I'm I'm but... working off best ball tens ADP. They got him at 54. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. I th- I mean I think I think in that where you are right now in the fifth, I think that's a great call if he's there. I mean, if, you know, and I think a lot of people, you know, depending obviously who you're drafting with. You know, like Casey was saying, she's got people. You know, if you're drafting with people that maybe aren't as versed and may just think he's you know on Washington, whatever, he's a sophomore. But yeah, he's I think he's a great value, and I think you know last year he had some turf toe, and he was still very productive. So I think he's uh, I think he's a great pick there. Also, you get outside of industry industry drafts and a lot more quarterbacks go go <laughs> oh, early. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh, it, it is so fun though. Like I love those drafts cuz like, you're like Oh, I do too. crazy out of the box. <laughs> yeah, and then you got a lot more a lot more homer picks. You know, I'm in a league here in Denver that I've been in for like 15 years and I just love it. I mean, they'll just draft Broncos all in the beginning. I'm like, "Go for it." Take them all. <laughs> Leave all the good players to me. Uh, K- Casey, did you like that that Lost Boy album as much as I did? Um, I, honestly, I haven't listened to it as much as I probably should. So. No, no, just, cur- <laughs> just curious. I anytime somebody does something no. with Anderson Pac, I'm always like, oh, let me listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean for sure, and I, I love Anderson Pac. I mean. <laughs> He's great. Um, yeah, yeah, that's something definitely like when I'm at work, I need to like just sit there and, and turn it on and listen. <laughs> yeah, just curious. I know I know you like hip hop. And uh, so I, I always I always like to share that album with anyone because it's yeah. like like every I mean, year I've got an yeah. album. So uh, <laughs> th- this year it's actually uh, pop music, which is not really my genre usual. But Dua Lipa's future oh nostalgia God. is perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Yep. So. I love it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> it's great. I don't like pop music. I mean, I do like pop music. I'm finding yeah. myself more and more like going towards the like Camila Cabello and, yeah. you know, like the Demi Lovato and all that stuff so yeah yeah and <laughs> i'm all you. over the place so <laughs> yes so am i it, it happens it happens okay so now it's my turn and i have this handy dandy chart right here to tell me who i picked um <laughs> i'm going with kenny galladay right now for my next pick oh well let me say i'm going with the justin timberlake of, of wide receivers <laughs> uh kenny galladay no, um okay so justin timberlake is the type of dude who like you always have when you think of a a, a musician you think when somebody says justin timberlake you're like okay he's been around for a little bit and <laughs> he's um had a, a nice steady career um but when you know when he went off on his own away from NSYNC he became this whole new new thing and people were like wanting to collaborate with him and and they're like oh my gosh you're the man you're the man and I think that Kenny Galladay is going to be that with the Giants I think now that he's the man um it's just gonna be it's gonna work out and he's gonna have that kind of like maybe you're not as great as you once were but you're gonna be the man (laughs) I I get that (laughs) I think that's a fantastic analogy I like it (laughs) <laughs> and um not that that came off my head or you know straight off my head or anything that that was written <laughs> down um the next i'm gonna go um with the newfound glory of running backs i think i want to <laughs> take another running back here right now 
Now, listen, Newfound Glory isn't the first pop punk band or the second pop punk band you think of. When you think of pop punk, you, you know, Green Day and Blink-182 are off the board. And I'm like, okay, who do I have left? Newfound Glory. I have Good Charlotte. But I would be too embarrassed to say that I like Good Charlotte, even though I do. <laughs> so, oops. Uh, so anyway, Newfound Glory is that, is that solid guy that's not the, or, you know, Newfound Glory is the solid band that's not star status like these other guys but they've still made a mark on on their industry and i think that david montgomery is that same type of individual he's um not the you know he he's the guy that we were up on then we went down again then we're like oh great you know he finished the season out great last you know and yeah there's other there's other wide receivers that are are not wide receivers running backs that are better than him but like he's kind of in that newfound glory tier of pop punk fans. I love it. I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect. I, I love the pop punk genre. You kind of got in this like nice, cool <laughs> time frame there. I enjoy that a lot. What do you think of David Montgomery, Jen? Are you, are you in on Montgomery replicating what, how he finished last season? I am not, but it depends, <laughs> but it, but it depends on his ADP. Like here right. in oh, where we are, great value, yeah. Where we are now in the sixth, absolutely. But I mean, he's been going in like the fourth, in, in the third, mm-hmm. even in some best ball. And listen, they have Damian Williams now, Tariq Cohen is back, so yeah. he's not going to get the passing game, you know, targets like he got last year. I think he's going to be better than he was, you know, in past years. And I think, you know, I think in the sixth round, I, I would absolutely be for it. But I'm definitely not for him yeah. in, the third, in the third and fourth. <laughs> Yeah, I think RB2 sure. numbers are very realistic in, yeah. in, in that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm going back to the running back well because I, I just can't get enough. It's just where I am. I <laughs> three, three running backs, two receivers. Who cares? I'm doing it again. I also love rookie <laughs> running backs, as Jen knows from editing my perfect draft articles for years now. I always take rookie running backs early. I'm going to take the Beatles of rookie running backs. The Beatles, I love the Beatles. Um, I don't love a single full album of the Beatles. I, I, I love... If I make a greatest hits album of my own favorite Beatles songs, it's probably one of my all-time favorite albums of anything, right? But each individual album of themselves, I find they're kind of hit or miss. So uh, Travis Etienne from Clemson is going to be that way. He may not put Mm. together a full game of great plays, but the plays he does put together are going to be epic. And that's how I feel like the Beatles catalog is, is that those hits are so good that it makes you kind of be able to gloss over the uh the, the duds and the experimental stuff that's not quite there. So Travis Etienne gonna lose some yards on plays, gonna look ugly sometimes, but then he's gonna hit those home runs that that makes him worth having. That makes sense. Yeah, I like it. I like that comparison. Yeah. <laughs> so my round six pick. This is gonna be a repeat music wise, but my round six pick. I am going wide receiver again for my I guess technical flex is what we're doing if this is redraft. So that's gonna be Will Fuller. Ah. Will Fuller is, um, I have him as the Bob Dylan of, of wide receivers. And the reason I have this, so not with the traveling Wilburys, but just solo Bob Dylan. Oh, that's, um, that's completely yeah. different. That's so, completely listen, different. So right, good. right. Yeah, you're right. good. Yeah. So Will Fuller is a risk, right? I mean, we all know this. Will Fuller is a risk. So, and I feel like Bob Dylan, you know, live is a risk, right? He, you know, so like back in the back in the sixties, I think he he walked off the Ed Sullivan show and some. This sort is of the protest, best one so right? far. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Far. This is. And then, I like this story. Well, you haven't even gotten to the actual story. Yeah. So so yeah. So back in the sixties, he walked off the Ed Sullivan show in some sort of protest. You know, so he yeah. So that's a risk, right? Having him on, 
or he could be wasted and incoherent. Like when I saw him my freshman year of college, um, seriously, like no joke, babbled incoherently for the entire time, like paid whatever it was for the ticket, got to see like Bob Dylan and we get there and it was a horrific show and he was completely incoherent and like hammered. And so, yeah, that was the only time I saw him. And that was my one experience with Bob Dylan. So he's a risk, but Will Fuller also, listen, on the Dolphins, he has potential to be the wide receiver one. Yes, Devontae Parker is there, but he's inconsistent. He's not like this stud, you know, ride or die wide receiver one. Will Fuller can definitely, I think, earn that spot. So I think, you know, there's risk involved, but I think as my flex, you know, the fourth wide receiver on my team in round six, I'm going to go with Fuller. That's my favorite band comparison. So far. <laughs> uh, Fuller's worth the risk at that point. Yeah, a little boom bust, but yeah. Can we just call him Risk Fuller? Can we do that? Can we, can we nickname him right here now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm down with it. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what he is. He's a risk. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. never going to use, I'm not going to use the word injury. We're not allowed to do that anymore. But he is, a, he is a risk. So round seven, I figure we only have eight, right? So I have to take a quarterback. So this is my, this is my quarterback round. And I am going to go with the Grateful Dead of quarterbacks. And that would be Russell Wilson. I know that makes no sense, but it will in a second. So Russell Wilson, so listen, at this point, it was basically him and Rodgers were both there, right? Brandon, you already know my whole thing with Rodgers, that when Rodgers is in a relationship, he's not good. He's engaged. So this <laughs> yeah. year this year is not going to be a good year for him. Yeah. So I'm, and anyway, listen, I'm always going to go for the dual threat ability at quarterback. I'm always going to go, if there's two quarterbacks, I'm always going to go with the one that, that runs because it's just, it makes sense, right? For fantasy points. Yeah. So at this point, yeah. I'm going with Russell Wilson. I figure that, you know, it's funny, right? A lot of people, for some reason, last year had this perception that he had a bad year. And then I looked up his numbers. I'm like, he had 22 and a half fantasy points a game last year. And that was up two points from the year before and up four points from the year before that. So, and he's always you know, in the QB1 conversation. So, you know, he's got Metcalf, he's got Lockett, he now has Gerald Everett. So, I mean, there's the one concern, right? Him and Pete Carroll, you know, we hope they can, like, make up and make nice. I don't know what happened, right, with them talking about shipping him or whatever, but he's staying. <laughs> Hopefully they make nice. So, anyway, the reason I have – so I picked the Grateful Dead because they're durable, right? They've been around forever. So Russell Wilson hasn't missed a game in nine seasons, and he hasn't had a losing season yet, right? The dead has withstood decades of changes, death, et cetera. <laughs> and then this is, this is the, the cap here. Listen, Russell Wilson's kind of a douche, you know? He's a douchebag, right? Yeah. We know that. And so is the dead's new frontman, John Mayer. Oh, so my God. Right? So Dude. there's my, yeah. There's I my tried last... to get John Mayer in my, in mind somehow. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. There it is. The douchebaggery of Russell Wilson there and John Mayer. I figured they, they were, they go hand in hand there. I love it. I, I, I also, um, I, I'm not sure if I'm happy or sad that you just taught me that John Mayer's the new front man for Grateful Dead. Oh, you oh. didn't know that? I didn't know. No. I didn't know that. I, that that may have just ruined my evening, Jen. Just yeah, like. it's tough. Listen, it's not, I've, it's not great news. No, and listen, I've been a Grateful Dead fan. Like, I mean, I you know, back in the day, I, in the '80s, I, I saw them a lot, and I love them, and I refuse like. Once Jerry died, I, I haven't been able to go on that path that other people are still on. I just, I, you know, it died for me then, and it's great memories and all. But, yeah, I mean, John Mayer's been touring with them for a while, and I just can't get behind it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so in, in the seventh round, uh, I have missed all the elite tight ends. So at this point, I'm not taking a tight end until the end of the draft. This is yeah. just the way I go. I'm not going to take somebody until much later. Um, 
instead, I'm going to look back at the receiver position. And, you know, the band Weezer, I, I love Weezer. They seem like a good band. Like, you just think about Weezer. Like, oh, that's a good band. And they may right. have peaked with their second album. That's very true. May have, you know, Pinkerton was flawless. But I still can't help but to continue to pick up all the new albums, even though it's 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 never the same as Pinkerton. It's it's pretty repetitive. Uh, but, you know, it's nice to bob my head to. I I can turn on their nice sunny music and 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 make you know make dinner and and have a beer and it's a pleasant experience for me so weezer uh they just seem good even though they already peaked and so i'm taking uh the weezer of of fantasy wide receivers <laughs> juju, juju smith schuster who who just feels good feels like a good pick even though may have already peaked but, yeah you know but you never know. <laughs> you never know. And at this point, uh, he's he's on my bench, right? He's my third right. receiver. Um, probably not going to be my flex because I got Antonio Gibson there. So, uh, you know, I feel good having him kind of sit there and hang out. One more year of Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, that's that's where I've got. So I'm going with Juju in the in the seventh. <laughs> Juju's tough for me. I mean, he. I think it's one of those people that's like that recency buy. Like he just screwed me so bad a couple years ago that it's so hard to go back to the well. And I know you have to, for fantasy, you have to let that go and, you know, play with your brain, not your heart, blah, blah. But he's Fair. tough. He's tough to let. I mean, listen, at this point in this round, you know, on your bench, it's a, it's a good pick. I'm going to go with the, uh, for the round seventh pick. I'm going to go with the person I think embodies Lizzo and her career. Okay. So Lizzo, came out the gate, put out, put out albums, uh, or was in Minnesota putting out albums and working with people who I guess weren't getting her music out probably as well as they probably could. And then she re-released the album and it like took off with Truth Hurts. Like that song just became a jam. So, I mean, there was a gap in there where you're like, okay, but she was putting out good music. It's just nobody was like paying attention. And I think that this is a wide receiver who people don't pay attention to until he switched teams and then people were like oh you can have a thousand over a thousand yards in a season you just need to be around the right people so i'm gonna go with robbie anderson here i love I, that comparison that's fantastic i do too and i love robbie anderson i'll always take him in, at this point in the draft too mm -hmm. no joke i mean last mm -hmm. season was just uh i mean to be able to do that and and, and just think you know get quarterback play that can get you the ball like even more i yeah, I would be beside myself if I could get him this late. Yeah, and Curtis Samuel's gone, and they yep. still don't really have a tight end that's worth anything. So I think it's, it's, you know, I think he's going to have a great year. And I feel like Lizzo would approve of Robbie Anderson's like style <laughs> and hair in general. I yeah. feel like <laughs> I think that that's probably that, that's probably true too. So, um, yeah, and then I'm going to round it out, and I I know with this eighth round pick, like there's a lot of players here that I'm kind of just like you know, shoot your shot on. Um, who do I feel the most comfortable about? I'm not really positive, but I'm going to go with a player who I think is probably most, um, I would say most like the band Cobra Starship. Now, Cobra Starship was my favorite band for the longest time. And one of the main reasons I loved Cobra Starship so much was because they were just so nice. They were just such nice people, right? And like, willing to talk to their fans and you know they were just and they would put on a great show and they were really good at what they did they weren't the the most flashiest or the, the first band you think of when you think of like a band that's going to put on a great performance um i'm going to go with another wide receiver here though because Cortland sutton's there staring at me and i think he's just such a nice 
guy, but he's like good at what he does too. So um, I've met him before as well. So he, he was a sweetheart. So I kind of was like, what kind of band kind of embodies who he is? So he's, he's very talented, but you can also tell he's very humble. Good, good value. Good value with the yeah. eighth round, Cortland Sutton, who was who was going early before he got hurt last year. Yeah, so. that's yeah, exactly. So get that discount. Uh, we're gonna have to hear that story how you bet Cortland Sutton at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, that's it's fantastic. Not anything, it's not anything fancy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the eighth round, eighth and finally round, I'm finally gonna grab a quarterback. I like that uh, that Konami code concept, grabbing a quarterback that could run. I'm buying uh, Jalen Hurts a lot. So uh, mm-hmm. if he's there in the eighth round, I'll gamble and take him there. Uh, and, you know, he's REM because everybody hurts. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <he's, laughs> I like that. Uh, no, he's he's my velvet revolver. And what it is is, you know, oh, I see, I see okay. the problems, and it might not be what I'm expecting. But the upside is just too good not to check out. I mean, it's Scott Weiland and Slash. Like, I got to I gotta at least get the album, at least check it out, and give it a whirl and kind of take that leap with them, even if there's definitely problems and potential for it not to be what I'm hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm up for the final pick of the draft. So That's right. I kind of thought we had to fill out all the positions. So I took a tight end here because I thought we had to. Oh, that's, that's okay. fine. No, that's yeah, okay. no, I, you know, I just wasn't really sure because I thought we were doing starters. It's all good. I'll still take him anyway. So I'm gonna <laughs> stick. I'm gonna stick with the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm gonna go with Dallas Goddard. Good pick. Um, so my band is the Beatles, right? Which I told you we had two of the same. However, mm. I'll explain why. So. I kind of, so with Ertz, right, we don't know what's happening with Ertz. I mean, they're shopping him around. They're not shopping him around. We're not really sure. So the reason I, I went with Goddard and the reason I went with the Beatles is that, I don't know if a lot of people know, but the Beatles, before Ringo Starr, they had Pete Best, right? He was the drummer and he was, you know, Wally pipped by Ringo Starr and the rest was history. <laughs> so I kind of feel like Ertz is going to get, you know, pushed to the side. And I think Goddard is going to be the tight end of the future there. And I think that, uh, you know, he always, listen, he was second in targets last year in Philly's offense. They haven't really changed, you know, much there weaponry-wise. So I think he's still going to get, now obviously if Ertz stays, that's a whole different ballgame. But this is all fake, so, you know, yeah. I, can, I can say what I want here. So <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think if Ertz is gone, and even if Ertz is there really, I think Goddard um, is the pick. And he is the, uh, yeah, he's basically the the Ringo star in the situation where he's going to step in and then be be their guy. So I have to say two things, and I'm sorry, Jeff. I have to say, so no, number one, um, you're right. God- Goddard's been good even when Ertz is in the lineup. So, like, this is good value. It's a good spot right. for him. And then number two, Jen, do you realize you did a meta thing here? You you went with a music, a, a baseball reference within a yes. musical reference within a football reference. It was yes. amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> so Dallas Goddard is the Lou Gehrig of Ringo yes. stars of fantasy football tight ends. I love yes, it. Yes, there it is. <laughs> I like that. Wow, my my mind just got blown. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, th- this was fun. The teams, uh, so <laughs> the teams, I'm going to post the teams in the show notes. Uh, I want to hear from listeners what team you like the most, what your favorite picks were, any music comparisons we missed. Uh, Casey, uh, any final thoughts before we go? No, not really any final thoughts. That was really fun and um, kind of, you know, secret that I did some of that on my toes. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no final thoughts. I really appreciate the fact that you guys let me come on here and, and talk with both of you. It's been really fun. And this was a really great concept. 
Awesome. Thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, everyone, be sure to follow Casey at the Casey Kasem. Read all her fantastic content at Fantasy Footballers. Don't forget to listen to Get Real with Casey Kasem. Leave it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Really helps people find podcasts, and it's really worth your time. Uh, Jen, any final thoughts this week? No final thoughts. Um, I'm gonna, As I told you earlier, I'm going to take a small break. I have been uh, a, a writing machine at 4 for 4 for the last two weeks. So I'm going to take a little spring break-ish of sorts. I mean, not really. I say that, but uh, <laughs> there, there's still plenty of content coming out at 4 for 4. Um, this was a blast. It was really fun. And it, it's interesting. We all have totally different musical tastes. So all, you know, most of the <laughs> yeah. bands came out differently. And of course, I even learned some things. So I think it was, it was a really good time. Thank you, Casey, so much for no coming out for us. Thank nice, you. nice. Uh, yeah, if you've read anything on Four for Four recently, it's Jen probably wrote it. So, uh, <laughs> listeners, we may open up the mailbox at uh, the mailbag at some point. So, tweet us questions. You can email me at Brandon at four for four dot com is fine too. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Two Guys Brandon and at the Monday Mommy. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good day. <laughs>